Hello and welcome to yet another What A Week That Was, where I look at the week's news with an alternate slant from Great Britain. Uh, try and keep it light-hearted the best way we can, not always easy uh, with world news. Uh, there's some tragedies this week, but that's not unusual, uh, but there are some light-hearted things as well. So uh, don't forget to subscribe. Um, listen to the old podcast as well, because people are saying I'm a fortune teller, I predicted the future. And uh, tell your friends and relatives, and get more people involved. Uh, it's all part of a broadcast that I do on YouTube, uh, which is called um, <laughs> What A Week That Was, and uh, I basically film it live, uh, well broadcast it live, and then I put the uh, the audio onto here so that you can listen to it. So I'm going to start the, uh, the live broadcast now. BIM! Guess what? We're live an hour later than normal because someone nearby has been having a massive firework party with one of them boxes that go bing, bing, boom, 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 sounds like uh, I'm in the middle of a war zone I tell you anyway it's all gone quiet now and it's been quiet for about five minutes so I thought I'll give it a go and see if I can actually get the, uh, the broadcast done before they decide to do more fireworks um, <laughs> yes uh, if you've not been here before uh, this is a alternative stroke attempted light-heartedness look at the world news uh, but there are some heavy subjects that we do cover uh, and I give my opinion on the problems etc 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 you like yeah fireworks next door or next door but two or whatever just couldn't even myself think so I thought stuff it I'll do it again I'll do it later and bear in mind we've moved the hours around British summertime winter time and all that so you know everyone's confused at the moment hi Reese. hope you're good as well uh, if you want to join in the chat, feel free. Um, keep it clean though, and uh, that way your comments will actually come up. Uh, don't forget as well that this is available as a podcast. If you're watching this, uh, you're listening to this as a podcast, this is available on YouTube. Links in both descriptions to the other one that you're watching or listening to. Anyway, uh, first news uh, that we had this week was an absolute tragedy in South Korea. Um, there was a Halloween. A festival that they were having at the weekend and sadly um, I, I don't think we know why yet uh, there was a crush a panic stricken crush which caused the passing of 153 at least uh, people and most of them uh, teenagers are in their early 20s the people who go clubbing and go out enjoying themselves uh, it's meant to be a night of celebration and sadly uh, many families will uh, We'll remember this Halloween for a long while to come and not for the right reasons. Uh, absolutely awful scenes in uh, Seoul. Um, the, the, oh, yeah, I mean, it doesn't bear thinking about it, does it? You go out for a night out and your mates don't come back or you don't come back. It's just absolutely awful. Uh, in Britain, uh, Bulb uh, went bust. They were an energy company, quite a big engine energy company. I just thought they were tiny, but apparently they're actually quite big. Um, they went bust, over a million subscribers or a million customers, so that is quite big I suppose. Uh, anyway, they've now been, well the, the customers have now been bought or transferred or whatever you want to call it, uh, over to uh, Octopus um, Energy. So uh, hopefully they can still keep their prices down but we're all struggling from this cost of living crisis that's going on, more of that later. What else has been going on this week? Oh yes. Everyone's favourite uh, dictator, Vladimir Putin. Uh, he, earlier on this week, blamed 
the United Kingdom and the West for the bombing of the uh, oil lines, uh, the gas lines, sorry, um, the Nord Stream gas lines. Now, a number of issues with this, apart from the fact is it's very, very, very unlikely. I'm not saying it's not totally unlikely, because uh, again, you know, we only get fed what people want us to see. So, but I can't see any reason for anyone in the West, be it us or any other country in the West, blowing up something that actually, once it got wicked again, would keep the prices down. Just realised something as well. I'm not, because uh, I got it such a a, 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 a muck. Uh, yeah, let's keep that. Um, earlier on, I've not done this. Oh dear. So I've seen that wrong as well. Oh dear. Oh dear. Oh dear, oh dear. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Oh dear, oh dear. Um, but yeah, it's... I don't know. It, it's one of them things that we only get told, like I say, what they want us to hear. Like we know Russia only tell their people what they want to hear. Uh, and, and we'd be very naive to think that we don't get... I won't say as brainwashed, but certainly selected information sent to us um, rather than the full um, truth, shall we say. Um, but we, we will have to wait and see. But I honestly don't see why we would, the West, blow up something that is actually giving us energy for a reasonable price when there's a, an energy crisis admitted caused by Putin in the first place uh, but it just doesn't doesn't make sense so but I mean Putin doesn't make sense anyway uh, in many 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 levels um, yeah he's uh, what else did he say oh yeah and then he also decided uh, a while ago he agreed to allow grain to be shipped out of Ukraine uh, Silence. What the heck was that? Just bear with me a moment. Just bear with me a moment. Just bear with me. Bear with me a moment. Just bear with me a moment. Cats worked out how to open doors. That's a bit annoying. So she's been practicing with a rat friend. Anyway, uh, are you faded? Hope you're good. Um, yeah, we're uh, we're discussing the news and we're discussing everyone's favourite uh, dictator, and that of course is Vladimir Putin, who has basically said that he's well. The West blew up the pipelines that blew up a couple of weeks ago. And he withdrew from the grain um, agreement that they could ship grain out uh, of Ukraine. Uh, so a lot of African countries and places like that who get the grain uh, were starting to struggle. Um, but he doesn't seem to care. He's one of these people who just uses anything as an excuse. Um, he thinks you know, anything happens to him or his country and he's all like, ooh, ooh, it's terrorist attack, that, ooh, you can't do that, ooh. 
uh, but he just does whatever he wants. It's it's weird. Uh, another tragedy this week, this time in India. Um, at least 134 people uh, were killed when a bridge collapsed. Uh, it was quite a substantial bridge, and it was a bridge used... Well, it had been there for a long while, although obviously this version is a more recent version of it, but the actual crossing at that point has been there for centuries. Um, but for some reason it's collapsed, and like I say, 134 people uh, fell to the, uh, their deaths at least. Uh, again, horrendous uh, what's going on around the world. I mean, some things are unavoidable, but I think something like that, there's, there's got to be someone culpable uh, for that. Um, and hopefully they do find out who it was. If someone's cut corners when they were maybe refurbishing the bridge or not refurbishing the bridge uh, to save money. Uh, either way, um, yeah, just a horrible thing that needn't have happened. Uh, then we got this rather bizarre petrol bomb attack uh, at uh, one of the immigration centres in Dover. And uh, a, a guy threw three or four petrol bombs, not all of them went off, um, and then drove off and sadly killed himself. But again, I don't understand the logic of petrol bombing something like that. Uh, it just seems... I don't know. Um, those people who are there, whether they should be there or not, don't deserve to have the terror of a petrol bomb being thrown at them. I mean, it's, yeah, just a horrible thing to do. Um, meanwhile, I put here Lula, um, but we've got a new president in uh, Brazil who thankfully isn't Bolsonaro, or whatever he was called, uh, who was, you know, chop down the rainforest, it's all good, chop down as much rainforest as you want, COVID isn't a thing, and then gets it three times. Um, so they got rid of him, and they brought this guy back, uh, Lula. Um, very close, I think it was 51 point something against 48 point something in the votes. So incredibly close. Can you imagine if that was uh, anyone else, like, you know, I don't know, Donald Trump, more of him later, uh, then no doubt it would have been a massive thing. But anyway, apparently... Uh, everyone's agreed that the result is correct at the moment. So we've got a new president who's an old president who got voted out for Bolsonaro to go in uh, a few years ago and completely mess it up. Hmm. Imagine that, having a leader who just comes in and completely messes everything up that you've done. God, it would never happen here. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe not. Uh Yep, the other thing that's going on at the moment as well is, um, is that the right picture? Yeah, I think it is. Uh, is, yeah, uh, the migrant crisis is getting worse uh, and worse. Um, basically, we've now got, apparently, the majority of the people coming over uh, the, via the channel are Albanians now, and the majority of them are single uh, men. Uh, apparently. I mean, I don't know. I've not been there and counted them. I'm not Nigel Farage. I'm not going to stand on a hill and, and count them all coming in. Um, but anyway, uh, it obviously is a problem. And the government seems powerless as to figure out what to do. And I'm like, the easiest thing to do is pick them up and then take them back to France and then drop them off there. And then they come back, we do it again. And that way they know that we can't 
they can't just come here and then expect you know lavish treatment there's a lot of them complaining about the treatment they're getting at the moment uh, they're in these centers which are not designed for this number of people uh, a, a center for a thousand people's had around about four thousand people in it so yeah cramped conditions and all that but you know we've, we've not invited them here it's not like come here and have a party come in here and all this kind of stuff they've, they've chosen to come here and let's be honest it's not been a good place to come for a while so why word hasn't got out that maybe britain isn't the best place to come to i don't know but we've got to stop them risking their lives coming over the channel and the only way to do that is to say if you come over the channel we're just going to drop you back in france again um i mean france aren't doing anything to stop people coming over on the channel so they ain't going to stop us putting them back on the beaches uh, on france and hopefully that will stop it in the meantime we set up something in france or in albania or wherever these people are coming from to actually assess them when they're in a better area um i.e in albania they're at home um, or at least they're in their own country and we can assess them and if they've got a legitimate reason to come to Britain then fair enough if they haven't then I'm sorry we you can't have a visa um, but you know at least you've not traveled and risked your life coming over the channel um, the the problem you've got is it's not just the channel there's other sea crossings that are the issue you've got to be harsh with these people uh, I know they're desperate, I get all that, and all the woke people will be like, oh, you can't say that. But, you think of it, they're risking their lives to cross these various waterways. If, if wherever they arrive, they just get picked up and sent back to where they started from, eventually, it's going to twig. And then, but in the meantime, like I say, we have to set up something so we can assess people, you know, in situ. And then, if they, if they have got a legitimate reason to come to the United Kingdom, then, you know, we give them a ticket for a plane and off they come. Um, don't worry, um, uh, Angela, being late. I mean, actually, what am I saying? I can't believe you've been late. That is ridiculous. I cannot believe Angela is late. I, I, I'm, I'm mortified. I'm upset. I'm, 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 oh, I, I'm lost for words. I really am. I mean, I've been on now for 14 minutes and you've only just turned up. Unbelievable. Yeah, I was late as well. Um, long story short, I was late. <laughs> but I'm here now. So, uh, yeah, it's the migrant crisis. We need to do something. We need to do something different. And we need, we need to make it so that they are not risking their lives in order to try and get to the United Kingdom. We've got to make it, we've got to make it so that they can apply in somewhere else and then we can give them an air ticket to fly over here and i also think as well because we control our own borders now since we left the eu I, I can't see why we have a problem allowing in people to do the jobs that the british people won't do for example uh, carers um, doctors dentists uh, nurses uh, crop pickers um, and all that Where is your note? I brought an apple. I'm allergic to apples. So I ate the note. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, we've got to change the way we we, we act towards these people. Um, they are humans. So why do we put, why do we let them 
risk their lives to come over here and then shove them in places that are not suitable um, for weeks, months. A lot of them have been shipped out to hotels now. Um, bef before the last lot got shipped out, it was costing the United Kingdom £7 million a day, apparently. Or was it a week? I think it was a day. To, um, to have these people in hotels, because there's that many of them around the country. Damn, I can't come back on that one. No, you can't. I always win. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, we'll have to wait and see if the government come up with something. But, uh, Rishi, if you watch this, just, you know, just think. And I'll ask for what she called. And they'll say Prunella Scales then. She'd probably do a better job. Um, <laughs> sorry. Prunella Scales. Oh, she was a uh, wife on uh, Faulty Towers. Uh, Basil? Uh, M. Not him, her. Yeah, I know what I mean. Um, it's not all serious doom and gloom. We've also got the joys of... Uh, I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Uh, and this year, it is an interesting selection of people they've got. Uh, they've got the breakfast DJ that I listen to, which is Chris Miles on Radio X. Um, you can get Radio X digitally. Or whatever. Uh, if you ate the note, then you won't need. <laughs> yeah, that's good. It's self-cleaning on the way back. Self-cleaning on the way out. Yes. Um, yeah, we've got an interesting crew going in. Uh, we've got yeah, uh, Chris Miles. Uh, we've got Boy George. I can't imagine that lasting very long. And then I thought he was on this picture, but he's not on this picture. We've got Matt Hancock as well. Now Matt Hancock was the really rubbish um, health secretary that we had during Covid uh, who ended up being fired because he was uh, groping some woman in a corridor um, now the uh, yeah, moving on the arguments I had at the time because uh, I was doing uh, what a week that was uh, was the fact that how did that image get out of a secure government building I mean the fact he was doing it was irrelevant um, you know, he shouldn't have been doing it anyway, but how did that image get out? Um, and also, um, why is he allowed to go into the jungle when he's a serving MP who can't do his job properly? Uh, and then it turns out, he, you can't even put him in any of the challenges because all he'll get is vegetarian options because of his diet. Or, no, no, that's Boy George, sorry. He's got vegetarian options because of his diet. No, Matt Hancock, you can't vote him in because of... a unknown health issue so it's going to be an interesting uh, I'm a celebrity to get me out of here the problem is I don't watch it but I kind of pick up what's going on um, due to the fact that it's kind of all over the news and everywhere else uh, particularly like I say with uh, having uh, Matt Hancock in there I remember that Matt Hancock was the one who got blanked by Rishi Sunak when he arrived uh, when he'd just been elected as well unopposed election as the leader of the Labour Party that night he went to not the Labour Party Conservative Party he went to Conservative Party headquarters and they're all there and Matt Hancock's at the bottom clapping away like a seal and um, he, uh, uh, Rishi gets out of his car uh, walks up starts shaking hands and all that kind of stuff completely walks past Mike Han Matt Hancock and, and Matt's like ready to give him a hug or whatever and uh, yeah, it was it was hilarious, but we didn't know why. And I'm thinking that Rishi already knew that he was doing this, and he was a bit of a plonker when he was in the cabinet. 
So, uh, yeah. Talking of uh, vegetarian options, uh, these may be, or maybe not, I'm not an expert, magic mushrooms. And it turns out that they've now discovered that in magic mushrooms there is something, uh, a, a chemical, which helps people with depression to not be as depressed. And it you you take it and it can work for between three to four weeks. Your depression kind of dissipates. So you're having a, an hallucinogenic drug. Anything would disappear, I would have thought. But, again, old wives' tales, you know, the, the old stuff that grandma used to come out with, or your great-grandma, or your great-great-grandma used to come out with, oh yeah, put a bit of this on it, a bit of that on it, a bit of linseed oil, and a bit of that, and rub it on, and oh, it'll, it'll be fine, and all that. There's a lot to be said for that kind of stuff, and I think everything that we have, uh, there's a natural remedy for it. And maybe depression, the natural remedy is magic mushrooms. But I was listening to someone on uh, a news channel. I don't think it was one of the big news channels. It might have been GB News. Uh, I, don't listen, I don't watch it a lot, but occasionally I'll flick it on. And uh, this guy said, that, or a doctor said, that if you get given this uh, extract from the magic mushrooms, you have to be monitored for eight hours because of the, um, the way it affects your mind. And I'm like, well, that sounds safe then, doesn't it? Oh. Um, yeah, and that was the other thing as well. The, the withdrawal symptoms. You're right, Angela. These, <laughs> This is brilliant, Billy Shears. Uh, those magic mushrooms cured my depression and made me a really fun guy to be around. You get joke of the year so far. And bear in mind, we're in November now. You're doing very well. Uh, <laughs> it's... Uh, I hope I hope you've made that up yourself. Uh, but even if you've just pinched it from someone, you know, I'll, I won't I won't refer to you as Jer uh, Jeremy Corden, uh, James Corden. I won't refer to you as James Corden. It's fine because I've not heard that before. Uh, magic mushrooms are the reason cavemen's brains became so big, big so fast. The cavemen went out on the savannah for his magic mushrooms, and that made the brains become bigger and bigger. Well, there are other animals that actually use. Uh, Hucelogenic <laughs> um, uh, stuff. That's the theory, anyway. There's lots of theories. The problem is, and I've said this, if you go right back to my very first ever videos, very, very first ones, when I first got the channel, um, I didn't know what I was going to do for the channel. Uh, I think these things have to evolve naturally. And I did these videos. Um, what, what can I do for the channel and everything? And then I did some history videos as well. And I did history, but as it was history, but now, but for the people in the future. So not for the people now, because it's just normal stuff, but for people in the future. And my argument always has been that we don't know what dinosaurs look like. Um, we don't know what the Big Bang was like. We don't know how the dinosaurs all died. Uh, we just guess on all of it. Uh, same with cavemen, same with uh, Stone Age, same with a lot of the wars that we talk about, middle, medieval wars and all that kind of stuff. There's a few bits and pieces written down, but we don't know for definite what happens. Uh, it's only someone's opinion of what happens. Um, so yeah, there's there's a lot um, going on um, that we know now that we're guessing that happened in the past. And if we're not there, oh God, I need to go and have a lie down. 
if, if we're not there, if we're not there in the past, then we're only guessing what happened in the past. Um, like for example, you know, I wouldn't know how my mother was born, for example, because there's no one around who would remember that. My mother's still around, but she's being born. You don't remember being born, unless you're one of these bizarre people who reckon they do. So it's all conjunctive. It's like, you know, was she born in a house? Was she born in a hospital? To be fair, it was a house. Uh, I know what house it was, but I don't know the details of it. It's, it's in the past. I don't know the names of my great-great-grandparents. Um, it's all in the past. You can look it up, but I don't know what the personalities were. I never will. So if you go even further back, you never do. Anyway. Um, <laughs> God. We went off on a tangent then. It's those bloody, ma bloody magic mushrooms. I need, a, I need a bit of vodka or Evian. Honestly, it is Evian. Because that was a bit... Whew, that was a bit long-winded, wasn't it? Right. Let's get on to some sensible people. <clears throat> the president of Albania. <laughs> uh, the president of Albania is blaming Britain for blaming... No, is, is shouting at Britain for blaming him for the Albanians being the biggest uh, population currently trying to get over the channel to get into Britain. Um, and Britain is saying we didn't say that but why is it your people who are doing that and you wouldn't answer the question so yeah uh, a, a reasonable guy you could say yeah he was a fun guy oh no someone's already done that joke <sighs> Rishi Sunak you can tell things have got back to normal because this is the first time I've mentioned British politics I think yeah it is um, well apart from Matt Hancock but let's be honest he doesn't count um, so, Rishi was saying that he's not going to COP27 because we've got a lot of urgent stuff we need to sort out now. Basically, pick up the pieces from List Trust um, and just make, you know, this cluster F uh, go away. Anyway, he's now changed his mind and he's now going. And I'm like, no, last week I agreed with you not going because we need to sort this out. And even if we flick the switch like these blinking oil protesters want us to do, uh, and stop using oil instantly overnight, um, and, you know, we could still have power and still have everything else uh, in Britain, it wouldn't make a difference to the population of the world at all. So it's more important we sort ourselves out financially, try and get to grips with interest rates, which are coming to in a bit, um, and other things, um, inflation and all that. Get to grips with that. And then go to COP28. When everything's sorted, go to COP28 and say, right, I'm back. We need to sort this out. We need to do this. India, why are you not doing that? China, why are you not doing that? Russia, why are you not doing that? America, why are you not doing that? They're the biggest polluters. They're the ones that need to stop. Uh, and until they do, if the planet is doomed, it's doomed. Um, yeah. So anyway, he's going now. But not for long, apparently. He's, he's only kind of going in, basically showing his face, making a few people... Uh, which he's never met as uh, Prime Minister, because again, it's only been a couple of weeks, and then he's coming back again. So, uh, yeah. Someone else trying to do a comeback at the moment. Uh, there's a lot of this, isn't there? Uh, people come back. It's the President of Brazil, uh, Donald Trump, who we'll mention later on, 
uh, Boris Johnson, who nearly thought me, um, and uh, Imran Khan. Now, he was doing a massive uh, week, two week long um, protest rally um, going across Pakistan to try and get people to make the government have an election um, because he reckons that the government that's currently in there, the ones who kicked him out of power, shouldn't be in there and therefore uh, we should go to the public, get a public vote and if the public say we want the people who are currently in or we want Imran Khan back or whatever, uh, that's fine because the public have chosen. Anyway, he's doing this and he gets shot at by um, an, an, in, an individual uh, with an automatic weapon. Uh, only gets hit in the leg, uh, not life-threatening or anything like that. But again, it just shows you the risk of being a politician. I mean, you know, I, I used to be able to say it shows you the risk of being a politician in a country other than Britain. But we've had a few tragedies ourselves in Britain uh, with people being politicians. Uh, but thankfully, he's okay. It looks he's just been shot in the leg. I think I'd be a bit angry or in pain. I think it's more in pain than anything. Um, but yeah, hopefully he'll make a full recovery. And you never know, he might be uh, the Pakistani prime minister again. Uh, older people like me will remember him as being the uh, very good uh, Pakistan cricketer. The Wrath of Khan, yes. Oh, I see what you did there. He looks angry at that photograph. The Wrath of Khan, very good. Very good. Uh, the Wrath of the uh, Bank of England has hiked the interest rate to 3%, which means a lot of people now will not be able to afford to repair their mortgage and or uh, fuel the house to keep it warm and lit and or feed the family. So basically, we're getting hit left, right and centre. Um, what they try and do by putting the interest rate up is, the interest rate is basically your mortgage. So if you've got a mortgage, or if you live in a rented uh, a property which is mortgaged by your landlord, it's the same, same effect, your rent would go up, but your mortgage goes up as well. If you look at the graph there, since 2009 thereabouts it's been very very low interest indeed it's been less than one percent interest and then it dropped quite considerably uh, and, um, and went up again in 2019 and then in 2021 practically went to zero I think it was 0.25 percent which means your mortgage that the interest you pay on your mortgage was negligible you practically get in the house for you know zero uh, percent interest but now it's gone up to three percent a lot of people have bought houses since 2015 2017 with low mortgage rates and now all of a sudden instead of paying an amount they're gonna have to pay considerably more if you've got 120 grand a year mortgage there's a possibility now in a year you'll be paying three grand more than what you were paying last year for your mortgage three thousand pounds in a year that is uh, 250 quid uh, a month extra on your mortgage. It's a lot of money and a lot of people won't be able to afford it. So, yeah, it's interesting times ahead. We are going to go into recession, if not if we're not already in one. Uh, but we're just going to have to wait and see because I think, I don't know if it's going to go higher again, but um, I think it's not going to work. That, 
the whole point of it is they put the, the interest rates up so your mortgage goes up, your rent goes up, which means you have to pay your mortgage or your rent instead of going out and spending money in shops, which means the shops have more stuff than what they would have had, so they don't put the prices up. In fact, if anything, they put the prices down to sell the stuff they've got so they can make some money from it. That's the basic logic of interest rate increases. The only problem is, in all the time I've known interest rates and all that, I don't think it's made a huge amount of difference. I mean, you know, we've, we've shops have been shutting down for the last three or four years, and the interest rate's been bugger all. So it, it does, it, it just doesn't make sense at all. Uh, councillors are in danger as well. Oh yeah, um, yeah, obviously, anyone in politics, is, well, anyone in public life is in danger. Uh, unfortunately, but uh, yeah, hopefully, like I say, Imran Khan will make a full recovery. Another tragic story, and ironically, I wasn't aware that this story was breaking this week, but a report has come out following the uh, the bombing uh, at Manchester Arena uh, a few years ago, and um, it's basically said that the fire, the police, and the ambulance service were useless on the night. Um, they didn't talk to each other, they didn't organise themselves, they didn't go in, um, even when they knew that there was only one uh, assailant and they were dead, um, and people died. Now, the majority of people who died, they say, would have died no matter what, and most of them were killed instantly, but there were two people who could have survived. Um, the one who was more likely to survive was the uh, the gentleman with the heavily uh, damaged legs. Um, he was looked after by the uh, members of the public who were in the arena at the time, including tourniquets and things like that. Uh, was talking to people, saying, you know, I'm going to die, I'm going to die, and they're like, no, you're not, no, you're not, you'll be fine, you'll be fine. Um, but no one came to him, none of the paramedics got to him in time. And then little Safi, the eight-year-old girl, now, they're saying that there's more of a possibility that she would have died no matter what, but there's a slim, very slim chance that she could have survived if she'd have had the paramedics and the help, professional help, instantly. Again, the people there tried their best, but uh, sadly, it wasn't to be. And you've got to think, you know, that could be any of us, any of our families, um, friends, whatever, who end up in a situation through no fault of their own and then just get abandoned by the people who are supposed to save them. Um, I think it's a crime. I think a crime has been committed uh, by the emergency services in this case. They should have gone in at some point before two hours. They even did um, a practice uh, terrorist attack um, about three or four weeks earlier, maybe a month, in the Trafford Centre, where they had the ambulance, the police and the fire, and they were all play-acting a terrorist attack on the mall. And it, at the time it seemed a good idea. But then it turns out that was a disaster as well. They weren't talking to each other, they weren't doing this. But then a few weeks later, it was exactly the same. Now surely they would have realised, we did a practice, it didn't work because we didn't talk to each other. Why do the same thing again? It, oh, it's just shocking. And then we hear that there are police officers who've been employed 
who've got criminal records or whatever uh, and shouldn't be police officers you know they're in in groups that are bands or they have associates who are gangsters or whatever and these are the police what is wrong with this whole system at the moment where it, it's not functioning properly uh, i don't think it's abandoned health and safety in this country is crazy if it if it went in and a bomb went off they'd be fired and not be able to claim any money for injuries yeah but it it was fairly quickly established i mean it was over two hours it was over two hours the people who could get out got out the only people left were the people who were injured and the people helping the people injured why did they not go in okay maybe half an hour three quarters of an hour um just to make sure armed police could go in they didn't go in no one went in i mean we've been slagging off the um texas uh police for the Ouvlade uh, shooting in the school uh, for not going in and actually listening to children getting shot down the corridor because they were too scared to go in. And then we look at our own police in that, on that night and the fire and the ambulance and they were not fit for purpose. Now, I don't blame the individual paramedics, I don't blame the individual police or the fire um, officers it's the people running these who are the problem. The people who've got no sense of reality, no sense of urgency. You know, if there's a disaster. If, 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 if you're in a, I don't know, a car crash, for example, you expect the ambulance and the fire engine and the police to turn up, if you're seriously injured, uh, extract you from the vehicle, take you to hospital, try and get you sorted. This was much more serious on a much bigger scale and they didn't go in for two hours it's no it's not right it's just not right it's an a thousand page report and it what gets me is will will they actually listen will they actually do anything different if it happens again heaven forbid and more importantly if it's other areas because this is just greater manchester if it's other areas around the country, are they looking at this as well and thinking, well, what would happen if it happened at our place? What would we do? There's got to be protocol for a disaster where all the leaders of the groups, uh, police, fire and um, uh, ambulance, paramedics, go to one place, one room, maybe have a room set up somewhere for such an emergency. So everyone is in the same room and that way, there's no lack of communication. They all know where to go. It's, you know, be a, maybe a, a building on an industrial estate near the city centre in Manchester's case or, you know, somewhere like that. Secure. No one knows where it is apart from these people. Uh, right, we've got an emergency. Get yourselves there and we're going to sort this out. It's not difficult, but, yeah, I mean, one person most definitely lost the life because of the ineptitude of the leaders of the uh, emergency services one very slim chance could have uh, survived um, but yeah no it's not down to funds there was there was hundreds of firemen there there was the, i mean the firefighters went from wigan uh, which is 15 miles away they were all there the police were there the ambulances were everything was there um the, the problem was 
the leaders or the people organising it weren't talking to each other. So the ambulance didn't get in touch with the police and saying, is it safe for our, our people to go in now? The police weren't communicating with anyone. The fire people were, I think it was two, two, two hours and 40 minutes before the fire people were allowed to go in. It's just, um, it's just terrible. It's just terrible. And, you know, each area, I think, should have an um, hub where all these people, all these, you know, chief constables and head of the fire department, head of the hospitals or whatever of that area, all go to uh, and can communicate and talk to each other face to face and sort it out quicker. The reason I'm saying every area should have one is because, heaven forbid again, that we should ever, hopefully we'd never need these, but it, what if there's multiple attacks? What if there's attacks in Birmingham, London, Glasgow, Sheffield, whatever, at the same time? You don't want to be spreading out the responsibility. So you want the local people with the local knowledge to deal with the local issue. And then maybe they can communicate um, afterwards and see how it all went. But you've got to have a local room or building or office or something where they all know to go to they can all they've all got the communications they need to deal with their people but they can all talk to each other and get it sorted because this must never never happen again i mean up to god there is never another terrorist attack in britain but you know i'm not i'm not mm, i think there will be unfortunately on another note um there's a lot of rumours and speculation now about cuts um, to try and fill the black hole caused in the funds by Liz Truss in, what, three weeks of being in charge? Completely messed it up. Um, and cutbacks, here we go again. Yes, they're going to cut this back and that back and everything else back. And they're on about, there's rumours that Sizewell C is going to be one of them. Now, Sizewell C, if you've been watching this, is the new nuclear power station which got the go-ahead with Boris uh, only a few months ago uh, it's going to take uh, many years to build because it is a massive nuclear power station um, and it's going to cost billions but it's sustainable energy so it would be insane of all the things to get rid of to get rid of that they're on about power cuts this winter they're on about seven days You might have, we might be without power in certain places um, they're on about this new um, levy thing where you can try and save electricity uh, by well saving everyone else's electricity by doing your washing uh, at midnight uh, or doing your drying at midnight or doing uh, cooking later on in the day rather than during the peak period because obviously now it's dark so when people come home from work it's dark so all the lights going in the house um, the kids switch on all the little, you know, um, TVs that they've got in the rooms, uh, computer systems, whatever. Uh, Mum and Dad have got their TV downstairs. The oven goes on. Central eating's on. Um, so there's a huge amount of drain on the power system. I remember the old joke was, uh, if you were watching Coronation Street back in the day, uh, and, well, no, if you weren't watching Coronation Street, but you were in the... National Grid headquarters, you knew when the commercial break had started because the demand just shot up because everyone put the kettles on. Now, back then, everyone's kettles were like, you know, um, 
with electricity. Not so much now, but and, and obviously not as many people watch Coronation Street now, so efforts are all over the place. But yeah, it was a big thing at the time that you could tell when Coronation Street was on because the demand kind of went poof like that and then dropped down again uh, after a few minutes because the kettles had boiled and then it went up again when the programme finished because uh, they wanted another brew, I suppose. But uh, yeah, we've got to think long term and long term is nuclear power. I've said all along, uh, people agree with me, people don't agree with me, it's fine. That's what your opinion is there for. Um, wind power is only good when it's windy. Um, solar power, it, it's useless in Britain, let's be honest. I mean, it's been sunny today, then it was cloudy, and it goes dark at four o'clock. So what is the point of solar panels in Britain? If you're in Africa or Dubai or wherever, absolutely fine. Solar panel yourself out. I think the way forward, uh, it's a Tesla thing and I don't like him, but it, it, it's a good idea, are these mini... Uh, nuclear pods that he's, he's coming up with which basically you can just dump one down um, for, you can build them fairly quickly uh, and it would power a town easy um, and it'd be, you know, it'd be on all the time and it wouldn't be a bother and you could send them all around the world so you could have maybe one in Africa that could support 30 villages um, you know with electricity um, and maybe pumps to get water out of the ground and all that kind of thing. Um, we've got to have something that is sustainable. Nuclear power is a lot better now than it was when I was a kid because technology's got better. Understanding of it's got better. We're on about nuclear fusion now, uh, which could be an interesting concept, permanent energy. Um, but anyway, I think dropping size well would be a bad idea. However, the government have said that's not on the cards. They are not going to drop it. So... Uh, that's a good thing. Um, the uh, Northern Ireland uh, issue that was going on, apparently there's going to be no uh, elections called uh, in Northern Ireland uh, because, there we go, that's what I was after. Oh, what happened then? Are you back? Yeah, what happened then? I don't know. It went off and come back on again. Um, <laughs> no, not that guy. That's the wrong guy. Go away. Where's the other guy I want? Where is he? There he is. This guy is the Northern Ireland Secretary. I did write his name down, but I can't read it. Uh, and he said that there is no... Um, nuclear pods are not dangerous. Nuclear pods are only dangerous if they are interacted with. Uh, i.e. someone does something to them they are secure um, you can't get into them unless you've got access to go into them um, you, they are um, not able to be damaged from the exterior uh, they are as safe as it can be like I said it's completely different now don't think of Chernobyl I mean let's be honest Chernobyl was that was many years ago, but the technology was even older. Um, it's the same with that one in Ukraine, where the Russians have been hiding for a while. They're really, really old. Um, oh, good, thank you. And uh, But the ones that they're building now are on another level. Even Sellafield up the road from Wigan, uh, you know, that is ancient now compared to what they're coming up with. And the amount of energy they can get from a small amount of nuclear um a product 
uh, is phenomenal now because we're so much better at understanding it. So it is safer. Uh, I'm not saying we should all have nuclear-powered cars. I think that would be a bit ridiculous. Um, but these pods, I mean, when I say a pod, I, I, I'm not talking about something the size of a garden shed or anything like that. They are a substantial size. Um, and most of that is to keep things out of it uh, rather than anything else. So, yeah, they are. And, and they're not sealed. You can get in them. People would be working there. And they would have the same security than you have in nuclear power stations and other nuclear facilities around the country. I mean, don't forget, we've got nuclear power stations. We've also got like, the RAF, the Army and all that. They've got nuclear weapons. Um, we, you've also got uh, companies that deal with nuclear uh, stuff. Um, and they all have it secure as well. So the, the risk, I think, is minimal as long as the build is right. But the, the need is not minimal. We need it. We need something like that. Not just here, around the world. Like I say, we can give them to India, uh, give them to China, uh, the big polluters. Then if, we, if they get them rather than us, then that would mean that the world pollution will go down in, a, in an instant. And these things are quicker to build as well than these massive power stations like Sizewell Z. So yeah, fingers crossed they, uh, they will be able to develop something. I don't think we're there yet. I think we're a few years off, but the technology is getting there, put it that way. Anyway, back to the Northern Ireland uh, Assembly. There's been a big issue with them uh, regarding um, not agreeing to get a speaker. I mentioned it in, uh, quite a lot a week or two ago. There was a deadline which has passed, and if the deadline passed, there had to be another general election. They only had a general election in Northern Ireland in May, um, and they said there's no point having a general election because very unlikely things are going to change. What we need to do is sit around the table and talk this through. So, again, I think they made the right choice, but we'll have to wait and see. And hopefully, uh, they will be able to make some progress because basically Northern Ireland is running without a government at the moment. I mean, we could have only wished for that a few weeks ago, but uh, countries do run better with governments, it has to be said. Um, bird flu uh, has become rampant. Now, bird flu technically only affects birds. That's why it's called bird flu. Uh, when it first came out, there was a big panic about it and they thought people could catch it as well. But obviously, since then, we've had covid which was a lot bigger issue. But bird flu is back and people are now finding wild birds, geese, swans, uh, ducks, uh, just normal everyday birds, uh, dead. Uh, and when they're tested, uh, a lot of seabirds actually thinking about it. There's a lot of uh, cormorants um, that have been uh, just decimated by this uh, outbreak of bird flu. And it does seem to be now that bird flu is here to stay uh, it's you can't control all the wild birds so it's going to absolutely decimate the bird population I imagine chicken prices is going to go up in the shops uh, we might struggle getting turkeys at Christmas this year uh, and for years to come and I, I possibly think that we need to uh, rethink how we look after our animals uh, I like the idea of free-range hens and all that kind of stuff and free-range eggs, but I think for the time being, they're probably safer for us and them being in a barn. Because let's be honest, if they can't catch bird flu, 
um, they ain't going to spread it and the where COVID came from and um, was it SARS uh, it was a cross from an animal to human uh, via consumption that actually caused it allegedly I don't know I'm not a scientist but uh, that's what we've been told so there is a possibility that there could be you know you think how many million birds are killed a day um, for food and then if that as got bird flu hasn't been detected gets into the food chain and it that one bit doesn't get cooked properly and is eaten by someone and it, it does whatever it does and develops into something you know we need to we, we should learn from covid we need to sort this out as well um so yeah i think free right free range um, food, I think, is uh, off the well. Certainly, foul food, anyway, is off the menu for a while, um, just for you know safety's sake. <laughs> um, meanwhile, everyone's favourite uh, rich idiot, uh, Elon Musk. We have signs on animal zones. Yeah, uh, we've got, I've seen a few signs saying animal zones, but the whole country is going under it now. So there won't be any animal zones with the whole country. If you've got any birds at all, they won't be allowed outside. They will have to stay inside um, their hutch or their aviary or whatever. They won't be able to go outside um, at all because the risk is too high of them catching it and then spreading it. And that's the problem. Uh, Elon Musk finally bought Twitter, as we said last week, and he's made some changes. He's now saying... That if you are a blue tick owner, then you have to pay eight dollars a month for that blue tick, and you're like, what? Why? Um, is he trying to get his money back straight away? And then he's on about sacking up to half the members of staff from Twitter worldwide as well. Now, Twitter is not the best run company in the world. Twitter is not. A company that seems to value the um, safety of particularly younger users we talked about this a few weeks ago with Instagram uh, and the the um, program uh, analytic program that sent uh, a vulnerable teenage girl an email recommending on her interests suicide pages and self-harm pages and things like that and the girl not necessarily because of that email, but she did take her own life. And Twitter isn't far behind on that. The, it, it's just, uh, I mean, I'm lucky. I've not had much of trolling or anything like that on Twitter. But it is a major thing for a lot of people. And to sack half your staff um, when the number of staff they have isn't doing the job properly just seems ludicrous. It seems like Twitter is just going to go, you know, we'll be saying in six months' time, oh, remember Twitter. Oh yeah, I used to use Twitter all the time. And we'll be using something else now. Probably Donald Trump's freedom of information, social media. Oh God, no, maybe not. Anyway, God, Jesus, can you imagine that? Uh, he's also on about bringing Donald Trump back and on other people who've been uh, kicked off, including uh, Kanye West and uh, other nutters, uh, including our, uh, what's she called, Kate, um, oh, what's she called, Mad Woman. Katie thingamabob, you know the bad one. She got kicked off as well. Uh, but how do people know the chickens are free range? Because on the 
chick on the label it says free range chicken and on your egg boxes it says free range chicken and if you drive around like I do a lot I do see chickens outside in massive fields massive massive cages and things uh, running around um, and obviously if you've got if you've got if you're lucky enough to have a big garden and you've got chickens in the garden you too will have to keep them indoors somehow ie not been able to get outside so either you have to get them a, a shed to live in so they've got something a bit bigger so they can jump up and down in and you know get their exercise and all that um, or you need to put something over your bit where they walk around loosely um, so that nothing can get in and nothing can get out uh, bacteria virus wise anyway uh, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff going on I tell you there's a lot of stuff going on a lot of stuff and thankfully not much of it is politics but here we go meanwhile in America now this is where I look at American news um, it's either the way America reports news actual American news itself and often have a giggle about it but more often than not ask the question why doesn't America wake up to its own problems rather than trying to solve the world problems? Solve your own problems. Gun crime for a start. Um, sadly, this week, quite a bit of that. But there's also some amusing stuff as well. Having said that, before we go down that route, that rabbit hole of uh, American news, let's have some interesting news that was in Britain. Um, the British press. Because, let's be honest, the British press can be as weird as the uh, American press. So this one here is uh, Star Bazaar News and uh, a giant Chinese rocket uh, is making an uncontrolled re-entry to Earth and could land anywhere. 21 ton piece of Chinese uh, rocket the size of a 10 story building uh, is set to fall. It's already fallen, don't worry, it's not going to land on us. Um, it's, <laughs> it's already fallen, it's already fallen. More of that later. Uh, but it's not the first time China have sent something up into space and it's not made it and then it's come crashing back down again. Don't get me wrong, Skylab, which was American, did the same thing. But that was sent up in the 80s. I think they're a bit better at it now. Um, no excuse for it, China. You need to uh, sort out your uh, your things. And then everyone, you, you'll all cheer for this one. In Scotland, uh, Liz Truss is chosen as the year's effigy to be burnt at uh, Edenbridge bonfire event oh it's Edenbridge not Edinburgh sorry it's not Scotland at all it's uh, South East England so they've got an effigy of Liz Truss um, with a box of stuff when she's getting kicked out and a lettuce on her shoulder uh, and it's going to get burnt uh, and she's going to be the guy on their bonfire and I think rightly so as well so yeah well done you anyway Let's get back to the important news, which is America. And we start off with something a bit silly. I know, I know, you're thinking, hey, what? Silly? America? What? How's about this? An abstract painting has been hanging the wrong way in museums for 75 years. A famous abstract painting by the Dutch artist uh, Piet Mudrin has been hanging upside down in museums for more than 75 years. Um, it was first displayed the wrong way at the Big Apples, a MoMA, a heart, historian uh, revealed this week, 
The Lattice Style 1941 piece titled New York City 1 features multicolored tape thickening at the bottom of the canvas. However, the thicker tape should have been at the top. So, uh, yeah, brilliant. Your hometown? Well, either Rich, not Wigan. <laughs> Russia. We've got to love Russia, it says somewhere on the label. Um, I don't, obviously. Uh, Russia could start conscripting women into its war in Ukraine as the rogue nation loses control over its ruthless invasion, a Kremlin military honcho hinted. Uh, so, yeah, they're now on about... Now they've sent all the kids there, all the men, uh, and a lot of them have sadly died or been severely injured. Uh, let's send the women in. And, yeah. Now, this is in Wales. This is in Llandudno, but it's made American news. A, a feral pandemic goats to be managed by Welsh task force. Um, a Welsh town that's been held hostage by a herd of bullying billy goats since early in the COVID-19 lockdown has formed a task force to fight back against the out-of-control animals. Uh, Llandudno, Wales made headlines in 2020, I think I may even mention it in one of my vlogs, uh, when a pack of Kashmir goats from the nearby coast wandered into town and set up shop in its vacant lockdown streets. The goats proceeded to uh, procreate and have since been packing the local streets. Now, I've been to Llandudno um, a couple of times and I must admit, I've not seen any goats wandering around. But uh, you never know. <laughs> oh, your own town is Scotland. Ah, okay then. Oh yeah, obviously. Okay. Duh. 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 You're not related to Hugh and Cry, are you? They were called Hockey, uh, okay, as well. The veins of strength with a hue and cry, what a hurricane. We go strength to strength. Anyway, uh, this is a, uh, a shocking story. Uh, uh, Ms. Maxwell, uh, Maxwell uh, has been seen laughing, jogging on a prison track. Now, bear in mind, she was involved in the scandal which featured Prince Andrew, um, along with Jerry Epstein. Um, it was a pretty... They're looking for the food bank, the goats. Yeah, it's possible. Anything's possible. Um, Ghislaine Maxwell has been seen laughing on a, a, a prison track. Now, she's done well to survive, because I'm pretty sure that Jeffrey Epstein uh, committed femicide when he was in prison. And the joke was when she went to prison uh, that it was sad that she died two months later. Uh, but anyway, she's um, doing okay. Um, this is a weird one. Gas car ban. So basically they are want to ban um, um, petrol cars. They call it gas over there. It always confuses me. Uh, for New Yorkers. Uh, seven of New York's Republican members of Congress ripped uh, Gover Governor Kathy Hochul, she's a bit of an honor, isn't she, on, uh, for attempting to take the right to choose by banning the sale of new gas-powered cars by 2035. Uh, basically, this is America, remember. They love their gas-guzzling cars. Uh, they don't care about the environment. All they care about is making noise and going fast in straight lines because they can't do corners very well, the cars. Um, but anyway, yeah, there's a big kerfuffle going on in New York City about when they should ban sale of new uh, petrol cars or gas cars as they call them there but I think they're missing the point they should 
make gas cars. Hydrogen, green hydrogen uh, is the way forward. Uh, or that recyclable stuff that uses the uh, carbon dioxide from the atmosphere to make it. So when you burn it, it just replaces the carbon dioxide that you've took out the atmosphere. Therefore, it makes it carbon neutral. Um, they're the way forward, not electric cars. Uh, again, just look at previous or listen to previous podcasts for my views on electric cars. It's not pretty. This is another massive yacht fire. We've had a few now this year. Um, this yacht fire sent passengers plunging into waters in Miami. I can think of worse places to plunge in water than Miami. Uh, you know, for example, pretty much anywhere else in the world. Uh, a group enjoying a company retreat on the waters of Miami Beach were forced to abandon ship when their chartered yacht suddenly caught fire on Friday. Video shows the group were hanging out on the massive yacht about 30, 30 feet away from the dock off the Miami Beach. It wasn't even at sea. 30 feet away. You can tell it was a works do. Yeah, yeah, well, I'll tell you what, guys, we'll hire a yacht and it'll be great. We can all go in this yacht and we can all get drunk and it'll be fantastic. We'll go sailing all that. Uh, hello, is that the yacht company? Yeah, we'd like to hire a yacht and go sailing. How much? How much? How much would it be just to go 30 feet off the uh, off the coast? Yeah, we'll do that then. Yeah, we'll do that. Thanks. Just make sure you don't catch fire. Um, yeah, so <laughs> a cheapskate uh, office do. Um, and they, uh, they ended up having to jump into the water 30 foot away from the dock. Oh, this is a... Right, if you've just eaten, maybe turn the sound down for a few minutes and don't look at what is written. Because this is disgusting. Photos of Harvey Weinstein's... <laughs> Weinstein's deformed genitalia uh, are shown to the jury in the LA crimes trial. Uh, the jury... Can you imagine being on the jury? You have to look at someone's deformed junk. Um... They were shown photos of the disgraced Hollywood movies mongols uh, on Friday. The images were included in an envelope of other photos and reports presented to the 12-member jury in a private room in Los Angeles. I mean, I'm just glad that it's not leaked. Or maybe that's what the deformity is, I don't know. Either way, um, <laughs> yeah, jury service. Who wants to go into that? Um, Reddit users claim they warned parent against fungal infection baby name. I wouldn't risk it. An anonymous Reddit user, single user, claims to have done a good deed by warning someone else against using a baby's name that is commonly associated with a fungal infection. The user, who has since deleted his or her account, shared on screenshotted text message on October the 20th to a subreddit dedicated to poking fun at awful names. Um, I mean, it doesn't say what it was. Uh, Lisa, no, Adele, well, I find that offensive, but only because of the singer. Uh, Bob, James, John, Mark, Peter, Claire, Jane, Dennis. Dennis? Okay, didn't expect to see that stuck on there. I can't read the other two around the corner. But none of them sound rude. Although it was funny because I was on a bus today and uh, there was a teenage lad on and uh, he was talking to someone and uh, he said, well, you can get tested, you can get tested. Uh, and then he says... Uh, well, Alice gets tested as well, so that oh, it's obviously a girlfriend there, um, and and then I thought, well, it might be, could be anything, it could be COVID, it could be, you know, whatever. And then he says, uh, "Are they testing you for everything? Or have they just tested you for the G?" And I thought, ah, okay, I know what that's about. <laughs>
Sorry. Just too much information. Um, oh, look, this is a happy story, if you like rodents. A California zoo welcomes adorable sister Cap... Cap... Uh, Capraras. The world's largest rodents. Capraras. Capraras. I used to be able to say that. So happy to see... So happy to see you. The two sisters, Capybaras, have been welcomed by the California Zoo that released photos of them munching on bamboo shocks, stalks uh, and a video shows them paddling around their pool. The adorable critters, which resemble large hairy pigs with blunt snouts, no, they resemble large uh, guinea pigs, are adjusting well to their new surroundings since having arrived earlier this month. Um, <laughs> I thought they'd been born. They've not been born, they've just moved. That's news. Oh, they were born just, yeah, they were born fairly recently. So, yeah, they are they're quite new. I, thought, I was thinking they were very quickly onto solids, but, I mean, Carabaras, yeah, might well be. A TikTok influencer faces criminal charges after hitting golf ball into Grand Canyon. And I was like, what? Uh, a TikTok inf influencer who filmed herself drilling a golf ball into the Grand Canyon was now facing criminal charges on the stunt, authorities said. The golfer, who, is, who has nearly 7 million followers on the social media platform, drew swift backlash over antics and was reported to the Grand Canyon Park Service. The agency said she also allegedly threw a golf club into the canyon. Um, yeah, I mean, that is pollution. Um, that is just being disrespectful. Uh, and you don't know who's down there. There could be someone down there. I mean, the Grand Canyon is very big. Uh, it's very high up. And it's an influencer. It's a shame she didn't chuck herself down. Oh, no, no, I'm not let's say that. It's a shame she, um, she, she did it. She shouldn't have done it. Putin not expected to survive Ukraine conflict, says a Ukraine intelligence chief. Hmm. Uh, Russian uh, President Vladimir Putin will likely not survive in office if he loses the war in Ukraine. To be fair, that's I think anyone could have possibly said that, but there's also rumours as well in Russia that there are a lot of people close to him now thinking that enough is enough and they need to stop this madness. Um, whether they do or not is another thing, but uh, yeah. Now remember, a couple of weeks ago, the DART, NASA DART, which got fired off and hit this this um, asteroid that was going around another asteroid to see if it could change its uh, thing, and we're all laughing and going, oh, yeah, yeah, what's the chances of it ever happening in real life? A monstrous asteroid to speed by Earth next week. A large, potentially hazardous asteroid is expected to swing fewer than six lunar distances from Earth. I don't know how much a, a, a lunar distance is. Uh, and it was a bit panicking. I was like, oh my God, we need um, Bruce Willis quick. Get him on a rocket, get him up there. I've never seen the film, but apparently that's what he does. Um, the asteroid known as 2022 RM4, oh, sexy name, is expected to pass by Earth on November the 1st. Uh, so, three days ago. Uh, about 1.5 million miles away at its closest point. 1.5 million miles away. So no need to panic then. And it was days ago. So if it had done something, we'd all be dead now anyway. Ah, oh, you thought the kookaburras were, were pretty. Ah, oh, wait till you see this. Ah, oh. If you like monkeys and you like trolls, I give you... A leaf monkey. 
How cute is that? This pumpkin head fur baby was born right in time for Halloween. The St. Louis Zoo announced the birth of its first ever Francois Langer, an endangered species also known as the leaf monkey, which is easier to say. <laughs> it is now one month old, so it wasn't just before um, uh, Halloween. You've just decided to show it at Halloween because it looks a little bit like a pumpkin. But I don't care because it's cute. Oh, look at it. Oh, it's lovely. Um, they named it Rhubarb. I mean, duh. Pumpkin. Um, <laughs> rhubarb. Um, so yeah, uh, it was, uh, it's really cute and, uh, oh. Oh, I want one. Oh. Um, just for the headline, obviously it's irrelevant now, um, but uh, the headline, your Halloween weather forecast from coast to ghost. I thank you. <laughs> Elon Musk. Uh, oh, here we go. Outrage over Elon Musk's new Twitter verification strategies. Hilarious. Can you hear the loud whine emanating from the coast? The chorus of dweebs comprise the elite newspaper reporters, columnists and so-called influencers who have just heard the news that Elon Musk, the uber-rich new owner of, and CEO of Twitter, might begin charging $19.99 a month to retain verification on his dumb social media platform. <laughs> wow. I don't think you can adopt monkeys from America, Angela, but uh, yeah, you can just look at the picture. That'd be alright, and then you don't have to feed it, you don't have to wipe up after itself, and it never gets older and uglier. There you go. <laughs> Should do that when you have kids. Just take a picture of it as a baby, and then, you know. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, many UFO sightings of foreign drones or flying trash. No poo, Sherlock. You're telling me that UFO sightings aren't actually from space? Outer space. No. Um, <laughs> the latest revelations are contained in a classified update to a report last year that investigated 144 UFO sightings by US government personnel between 2004 and 2021. Um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on that we don't know about in the skies, so that would explain half of it. And then you've got countries like China who are just, well, um, idiots sending stuff up and then it coming back down again before it's even got up so yeah uh i grid runner shack reminds me of those monkeys in tom wallace pet shop but they weren't as cute <laughs> here we go he's, he's this guy's not getting any chinese scientists is he texas texas business are under fire for now hiring non-stupid people sign <laughs> I think it's genius, I'll be honest. I mean, he's Texan, so he's obviously an idiot. But, uh, yeah, uh, this made the most blunt help-wanted ad of all time. A business owner has offended some Pasadena, Texas residents after hanging up a large banner on his property that reads, now hiring non-stupid people. To be fair, I'd be offended if he'd have sacked me uh, within a couple of weeks of that going up, because that would intimate that he thought I was stupid. I mean... Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, 
he's uh, the owner of Pets Gone Wild Resort. Um, and he, he's uh, got frustrated, growingly frustrated, at some of his workers who he had previously employed. So he's like, yeah, yeah, don't put the ducks in with the, with the tigers. That kind of thing. Um, oh, Kanye West. Yay. He's back. We did a lot on him last week. Uh, a bit quieter this week. But, uh, yep, he's back and as big and as beautiful as ever. Dumb, sorry. Uh, an anti-Semitic message referencing Kanye West's recent comments about Jews was projected during a college football game in Florida on Saturday, shocking attendees and outraging local and national officials. Videos posted on social media um, show Kanye's right about the Jews flashing across the front of the TIAA bank field at the annual clash between Florida and Georgia in Jacksonville. So, uh, yeah, they used a horrible font, though, um, to get the point across. But, yeah, Kenya is right. Yeah, um, Kenya is not right. Kenya did some good music, which I still like, uh, but I've never liked him as a human being, and uh, that ain't changing anytime soon. Now, this is another weird one. Now, we remember this all basically started off from when the Americans were told not to feed uh, batteries to the babies. That's not even a joke. That was a thing. Um, now they're being told... Stop picking your nose. Now, you have to pick your nose because the stuff you can't get out there any other way. But what I don't do is pack the stuff up my nose so I can't breathe. And now it's saying it's not a laughing matter how picking your nose could, could, yeah right, result in Alzheimer's. Um, here's one more reason not to be a gold digger. A new study has found that picking your nose is not just gross, but dangerous, as the habit could lead to Alzheimer's disease and dementia. You know what it is? They've asked people, or families of people, who've got Alzheimer's and dementia, have they ever picked their nose? And they've gone, yes. Well, that is a, that is a cause of it then. That's one of the causes for it. Because everyone picks their nose. It's ridiculous. But carry on reading. Um, prodding your nostril with your finger could help force chlamydia pneumonia bacteria into your brain. Now, when I do COVID tests, I shove the thing up my nose, spin it around a bit, but it goes quite a long way in. I don't think it's ever touched my brain. I've admitted many people say my brain's the only size of a walnut. This explains Ian Duncan Smith. What? <laughs> um... But yeah, picking your nose could cause you to have a tasty treat. It's probably as much uh, information or as honesty as what you're going to get from that. I mean, absolute twaddle. Now, it was Halloween, but this is grosser than Halloween, so you have been warned. A dog was caught running with a decapitated head in its mouth through a Mexican town. Now, it was an actual decapitated human head. It was not a human head, wax model, plastic model thing from someone's... It was a real human's head. A dog was caught on video uh, running down the street with a human head hanging out of its mouth. The alarming video clips shared on two social media showed the stray dog running down a dark street at night. That doesn't look that dark. Um, holding the corpse's head by the neck. 
likely taking it somewhere to eat the remains. The stray dog was spotted on the video carrying the human head throughout the streets. Uh, did find out that uh, they did find the rest of the body as well, but for some reason the dog took the head, which is probably the least edible bit of, of the body. Um, but yeah, I mean, sadly in Mexico and uh, those kind of areas, there's a lot of cartels going on, a lot of assassinations and things like that. But uh, yeah, perfect timing for Halloween. Uh, obviously, if that's what the newspaper thought, so they oh, we'll publish that. Meanwhile, Ew, yeah, ooh indeed. Uh, South Korea issues air raid alert after North Korea fires missiles again. South Korea uh, says it has issued an air raid alert for residents on an island off its eastern coast after North Korea fired three missiles towards the sea. It's since escalated and uh, North Korea have fired mass, uh, missiles near the coast of South Korea and South Korea have fired missiles near the coast of North Korea. What could possibly go wrong? China, Russia, Korea. World War Three. Yes. It's either going to be an asteroid or World War Three that gets us. Meanwhile, the President of the United States of America. Da 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 Biden suggested he spoke to the Doctor Who, not Doctor Who, not David Tennant, not Doctor Who, the Doctor Who invented insulin. Problem was, the Doctor died before Biden was born. Uh, President Biden claimed on Tuesday that he spoke to a man who invented insulin. <laughs> invented as well, that's an interesting choice of words. Even though the Doctor died before the uh, Biden was born. Um, yeah, and he's, he's, he's the leader of the... Bring back Trump? No, no, no. Let's just keep Biden. Keep Biden. As long as we know we just laugh at him, it's fine. We know he's not dangerous. We just we can just laugh at him. Oh no, laugh with him. Laugh with him. Laugh with him. Yeah. Iowa teenagers kill their Spanish teacher over bad grades. Two Iowa high schoolers allegedly killed their Spanish teacher last year as payback for a bad grade she gave one of the teens in her class. So it wasn't in both of them, it's just one of them. Um, the new details shed light on a possible motive for the first time since Will and Miller and Jeremy Goodale were arrested and charged with the murder of their 66-year-old teacher uh, in a small town of Fairfield on November the 2nd. So, again, to be fair, one of them does look like, um, oh, what's he called, Damon. I'll let you choose. But, uh, yeah. Why do Americans think it's alright to kill people for silly reasons? It's not alright to kill people for any reason. At all. Unless it's Putin. Make exception there. But other than that, no. Giant baubles tumble through streets uh, in London in a shocking scene. There's something mentally wrong with with his, him, yeah, bring back Obama. Yeah, Obama, yeah, we'll bring back Obama. Obama. The holiday dec decorations really got the ball rolling in an early display. A larger-than-life Christmas set it was transformed into a dangerous game of dodgeball when heavy winds dislodged giant baubles, sending them tumbling down a London street. 
A video posted on TikTok and obtained by the uh, Telegraph showed the massive silver balls rolling and bouncing down Tottenham Court Road early on Monday morning. Now, again, if you're of a certain age, uh, i.e. my age, although to be fair, this was before my time, uh, but my stepfather got me into it. There was a programme on TV called The Prisoner uh, and it was filmed in Wales uh, in a, a place that in the TV show they called The Village. And the guy... Um, didn't know why he was there, didn't know where he was or anything, didn't know his name. Uh, they just called him number six and he said, I'm not a number, I'm a human being and all that kind of stuff. Tried multiple times to escape um, and never ended up escaping. You could not escape from this place. But there was a beach. There is a beach. Um, it's Port Merion in uh, North Wales. It's a really lovely place. I, I was going to go there this year, but money ran out, so I can't do But I'll go next year at some point um, and do a walk around video, but pretend I'm in Italy because it looks like Italy. Uh, it's really nice. Uh, Patrick McGowan was the uh, the star in it. Um, oh, his head. All right, okay. Um, so yeah, I got very uh, very into this TV program, and then I found out much later in life that it was only filmed, you know, what seventy miles away from where I, where I lived at the time. So I drove there one day, and it was great, and I walked on the beach, but. When he was trying to escape in the TV program, there was this massive rubber ball that chased him, and then it kind of smothered him, and then he passed out, and then he'd wake up in his bed in his room in the village, and it never got resolved as to why he was there or or anything. He'd done a TV show earlier called Danger Man, where he played uh, a secret agent, and a lot of people at this in the this was in the sixties, so like I said before I, I was even remotely around. Um, was interested in whether or not, or speculating whether or not it was the same character, but had been brainwashed uh, and put into this area with other brainwashed people who just referred to themselves as numbers uh, and had various different weird adventures. Um, but yeah, that's what this reminded me of. Um, the rovers, those big bubble things, yeah. And that's what, if I'd have been walking down, um, no, that would have been, Tottenham Court Road early on Monday morning. <laughs> nah. Um, it's too far to go for a walk. Um, I would have uh, that would have come into my head. Oh my god, uh, the big rubber ball things off of the prisoner are coming for me. Uh, they did do an American version of the prisoner, but it was it was crap. I'll be honest with you. Kanye West. <laughs> uh, Kanye West paid settlement to a former employee who accused rapper of praising Hitler in meetings. Now, many many levels of this is confusing. For a start, why would you praise Hitler? Secondly, why would you pay someone just for saying that you praised Hitler when the news is, comes out, that you've paid someone to stop them telling the world that you praised Hitler? You might as well just let them praise Hitler and kept your money. More so as you're no longer a billionaire, you're only a multi-millionaire. But it's Kanye West, or yay, whatever he's called nowadays. So uh, it kind of makes sense. Because it doesn't make sense. Meanwhile, this is Elon Musk again. He's he's causing a right old stir on Twitter. Um, see, I use Twitter for quite a lot of stuff, and uh, I'm wondering now if I'm doing the right thing. I think you know, but I don't pay for it, so yeah, I'm doing the right thing. He's not getting any money off me, and if he does, I'll just go back to something else. Elon Musk mocks AOC's. Uh, take on Twitter subscription fee. Now pay eight bucks. Elon Musk shot back 
at uh, Republican Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez after she criticised his decision to charge verified Twittered users, telling her to pay up. Uh, Musk comment uh, directed at her was his latest response from a long list of complaints from verified users over Twitter's new policy. Um, yeah, it's it's a weird one, but uh, he owns it now. He can do what he wants. Do you not see this coming? Asking for a friend. <clears throat> a twelve-year-old girl, right? Like that, just that little bit sinking. A twelve-year-old girl and a teenage boy were both busted for allegedly having a loaded gun at a New York City elementary school. Elementary school. Um, a 12-year-old girl was busted with a loaded gun in her book bag at a Queens elementary school after a 14-year-old boy gave it to her. The boy bought the 22.22 brought the .22 caliber automatic weapon to the school, and handing it over to the girl who stashed it in a book bag. Um, yeah, why are kids able to get hold of guns so easily? Thankfully, they were caught before any damage was done. But they shouldn't have had them in the first place. I don't get it. Another thing I don't get is Candy Crush. I mean, for a start, I didn't get it when it came out. I don't even think it's a thing anymore. However, 500 drones will light up the New York skyline in a Candy Crush ad. Uh, a fleet of 500 drones will light up the Big Apple skyline on Thursday night in a massive ad for the mobile video game Candy Crush. But critics aren't sweet on what they consider airspace pollution. Well, I don't think it's airspace pollution necessarily. It's just a pointless exercise. The dazzling 10-minute display of light-equipped choreographed drones will turn the sky into the largest screen on the planet. Um, it's to celebrate the game's 10th anniversary. When was the last time anyone you know played uh, Candy Crush, discussed Candy Crush, even said the words Candy and Crush in the same sentence? Uh, okay, it's 10 years old, but no one cares. It's 10 years old. It's been, it's gone. It was crap when it was here. Indiana teen, teen, arrested for allegedly shooting at a police chief's house. A 16-year-old male suspect earlier this week was arrested after allegedly firing shots into the residence of a police chief. Again, how has a 16-year-old been able to get hold of a gun? Yeah, it might be the parent's gun or whatever, but they should have them... Uh, in a safe place, not where a, a hormonal 16-year-old can get hold of them and go around to anyone's house and start firing bullets through the window. Candy Crush is okay to play. Hmm. To be fair, I've had quite a few mobile phones now, uh, smartphones. I get well, like one every two years. And I've never, ever, 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 ever played a game on them. Which, bear in mind, my industry, I, I own a game shop, currently relocated, um, and I, I'm i called the Elder Gamer. I don't play on mobile phones. I think games on mobile phones, I've tried a couple, and they are, no, not for me. Anyway, we digress. We like digressing. Uh, Virginia Town Schools under shelter in place order as armed and dangerous man on the loose. So this was a couple of days ago. I've not heard anything since, so I assume it might have been a false alarm, but either way, can you imagine the panic of the parents? Residents of Virginia Town were ordered to shelter in place on Thursday's police search for an armed and dangerous man who tried to run over two police officers with a stolen police car. 
um, officers gathered at south side of Paluska to search for Jared Kebley Brown, who stole additional firearms for the police vehicle. Oh my god. Oh, there's me going on about how are people able to get hold of guns so easily. And if you steal a police car, you can instantly get access to the guns in the police car. <laughs> anyway, it didn't hit the news again as far as I'm aware, so hopefully uh, no news is good news on that one. Trump says, he's back, he will very, very, oh, well, that was more Prince Charles, uh, very, very, very probably run in 2024. Can I ask uh, a, a question on guns without disturbing you doing the stream? Yes, of course you can ask me a question on guns without disturbing the stream. The whole point is we interact. We interact. Um, he's dropping very, very, very big hints. <laughs> Former President Donald Trump uh, fired up a huge audience of supporters in Iowa late Thursday by coming the closest so far to confirming his plans to run again in 2024. And now in order to make our country successful and safe and glorious, I will very, very, very probably do it again. Okay. Very, very, very probably, very, very, very probably, he repeated, pausing to listen to huge showers, uh, cheers and chants of Trump, Trump, Trump. No, they were singing Nelly the Elephant. Nelly the Elephant packed her trunk and said goodbye to the circus. Off she went with a trumpety trump. Trump, 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 did him. Uh, yeah. Donald Trump could be on his way back. And can you imagine if Boris Johnson gets back as well? We'll be back where we were, like, three, four years ago. Oh, my God. If someone's parents lose their guns that are so old they lose their licence permanently. Um, I don't think they do lose their licence. I don't think there's a way you could... I mean, I'm not, I'm not really looked into it in America. Um... Over here, it's very strict what you can do with guns and not do with guns. And if you get convicted of a crime uh, that uh, is violence-related or whatever, you can have your gun licence taken off. If you get mental health issues, you can have your gun licence taken off. If you get physically ill, you can get your gun licence taken off. I don't think that happens in America, and I think that is half the problem. Um, so I don't think that happens in America, but it, it does happen in other countries. So, yes, probably maybe happen or not. Maybe. Remember China? Uh, the Chinese rocket, it fell into the specific uh, Ocean. Pacific Ocean. An out-of-controlled piece of Chinese rocket booster crashed, landed on the Pacific Ocean on Friday, scattering tons of metal across the water surface of the world, watched nervously, according to space officials. I didn't watch it nervously. I didn't even... I knew it was happening, but I wasn't nervous about it, because what are the chances of something that size... Um, off to Bedfordshire. Do enjoy these new shows, so thank you. Night, night. To be fair, we're running very late because we started late. Uh, and thank you, Grid, for your in interaction. You will get a shout-out at the end, uh, but I'll give you one now if you're going. So thank you, Grid Runner Shack. Um, the 23-ton hunk, uh, hunk of space junk re-entered the atmosphere in south-central section of the ocean just after 6am. So thankfully, it landed in a harmlessly. And the... Chinese will say, oh, we meant it to land there. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. Something else making a re-entry. Um, here's COVID. But this is a good story. A UK man is finally cured of COVID after 411 days. 
Uh, a British man has been finally cured of COVID after being infected a staggering 411 days, the longest record in a survivor. According to the doctors, the unidentified 59-year-old kidney transplant patient, well, that narrows it down a bit, doesn't it? He's male, he's 59, he's a kidney transplant patient. There's, there'll only be a few thousand of them. Uh, was uh, tested positive in December 2020, tested regularly until January this year, uh, where he was negative and now uh, he's, he's not had it since, so he is fully cured. Uh, this is in the UK. Yeah, this is in the UK. Uh, and, but again, not seen it anywhere else in American news. So that's why I look at American news, because I find stuff out that I don't know. But anyway, you know, I don't find it anywhere else. I used to follow Australian news, uh, but I'll be honest, they don't tweet as much nowadays. So I do as much, but I might, I might find a way. And then we can do Meanwhile Down Under. Um, we could do it. I actually might do that as a tribute to I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. No, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not even watching it. Uh, Tiger King. Way, maybe this will make him president. Um, <laughs> uh, Joe Exotic calls Atlanta Federal Prison the bottom of hell. I mean, I think hell would have been enough. Uh, he says his living conditions are resembling Hades as he serves his sentence at a federal prison in Atlanta. Well, don't set people up to go around and murder people. Uh, if you, you don't go to prison, it's not a holiday camp. And what you did was very wrong. And you did it on TV. I mean, come on. A customer called 911 over a smoked barbecue plate she said was too pink. Nothing to do with the food. The, the barbecue was too pink. I mean, could you imagine? Um, no, the barbecue was too pink. The, uh, <laughs> sorry, just getting rid of uh, that. Uh, the uh, the barbecue Korean has a major beef with a popular pork dish. One beloved North California barbecue spot became the centre of a controversy on Tuesday when a disgruntled customer called 911 to report her slow more. Oh, it was it was a food. Her slow smoked pork was too pink. Uh, a local report said it all started when a diner at Clyde Cooper's Barbecue in Raleigh Institute since 1938 approached the owner, Debbie Oltz, uh, saying her pork was too pink. I mean, pork is pink. If you overcook it, it goes brown. If you overcook it, it goes grey. And then it goes black. It's alive. Now, these are my least favourite people at the moment on the planet. Bear it in mind. Lewis Hamilton's still on the planet. Vladimir Putin's still on the planet. No, I'm putting the two together. Oh my God, no. That sounded awful. I just don't like Lewis Hamilton. But I think Vladimir Putin's evil. There. Whew. Different. Dislike, but for different reasons. Um, <laughs> but these oil, stop oil or end oil or whatever it is, these people are off their rockers. Um, I mean, they're basically poor little rich kids who've got nothing better to do than to go around uh, causing havoc. And this time in Italy, uh, Vincent van Gogh painting on display in Rome on Friday, uh, they threw pea soup over it. I hope, they, I hope it was my recipe, because at least then I actually get, um, you know, like a bit of money. I might get a half a penny for that if they use my recipe, if they watch my video. Uh, if you want pea soup, uh, just check the cooking videos. Um, uh, the, yeah, the, I, I, I don't see where they're coming from. Like I said last week, 
If you want to protest about something, protest. Get a placard, stand outside the Parliament House or your MP or equivalent's uh, house or office or whatever or outside a petrol station or something. Throw in pea soup or a custard pie or whatever onto an exhibition piece. Uh, in this case worth millions and millions of pounds. Um, I don't I don't see the relevance. The artist has been dead for years. Um, the painting will never ever end up in landfill, ever. Um, so it's, it's going to be kept there forever. I know it's oil painting. Maybe that's the link. I don't know. But the whole thing is pointless. I mean, look at them. They look stupid. Not only because they've glued their hands after throwing pea soup over something, but they are stupid people. They, they are, like I say, poor little rich kids who've got nothing better to do than to change the planet. And it's not that's not going to help. If anything, I might just fill my car up and just drive up and down the M6 now uh, until it runs out and then fill it up again and do it again just to pee them off. Because we cannot at all stop using oil like that. Impossible. It cannot be done. So what they think they're achieving by these pathetic childish things, I don't know. All of them should be taken away in a bus or one of Elon Musk's rockets, sent to Mars, uh, with stuff to live on. I'm not saying, some, you know, yeah, build a little place for them to live and everything. And they can not use oil to their heart's content. Um, but for the time being, until we get sustainable uh, replacements, we have to use oil. That is a fact of life. I mean, they would mourn if their, uh, you know, their iPads and iPhones and earbuds and all that shit that they've got weren't able to charge up because the power's cut off because the power station's run out of gas and oil because we can't use it anymore because you threw soup over a painting, child. So yeah, yeah, and there are waste of food. <laughs> um, have you tasted my peanut soup? It's probably best throwing up. No, no, no. Um, no, it, it's it's just pathetic in my opinion, and I don't understand how they think they are benefiting anyone at all, other than making themselves look incredibly stupid and naive. Um, but the sad thing is, if these are poor little rich kids, they may get into politics and. When my grandkids are growing up, I'll be long gone by then, but when my grandkids are growing up, these kind of people could be in charge of the planet. I mean, we need to do something. So yeah, send them to Mars with a, a hub thing so they can live their life out on Mars um, and not use oil. They can use solar power and they can recycle their water, their own water, um, because there's no water on Mars. Or if there is water on Mars, it might be full of bacteria, so... Yeah, give them the, uh, let them thaw out the, uh, the Wars Mars Mars water. <laughs> there we go. Anyway, very, very late tonight uh, for banging reasons. Fireworks, get it? Banging reasons. Um, so I will say thank you very much for watching. Oh, I need to put a, paint, a picture up. What do I put up? Let's have a look. Uh, what should we put up? What should we put up? I know what we put up. We'll put up the monkey. 
do food videos, I'll need to look at them. I've done loads of food videos, dear. There's playlists and everything. <laughs> cooking on a budget, cost of living crisis cooking, all that kind of thing. Uh, where, where's, there he is. There he is. Come on, little fella. Come on, little fella. Let's make you a big fella, shall we? There we go. There you go. So I will leave you with all the bad news in the world. And we've got this cute little uh, leaf monkey to uh, to say goodbye to. So a big shout out to Reese. They all said hey, and that were it. Uh, JT and Rachel. Uh, Faded, Angela O'Kane. Uh, Bill Shears for the really good jokes. Uh, to be fair, very amusing today, Bill. Gridrunner Shack, who's now gone, but I did say I'd mention him again before we went, and we're not going to we're not going to thank uh, that person. So <laughs> there you go, a stroke it. Oh, hang on, I have to. Ah, oh, he's tickle your ear, oh, tickle your ear. Um, <laughs> probably better doing that, hand, aren't I? He's a cutie, 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 cutie. Uh, well, me, me are the me are the monkey, me are the monkey. Yeah, obviously the monkey. Anyway, um, <laughs> thank you for watching. If indeed you still are, again, apologies for it being late, but that's how it was. I am not as many few uh, as many viewers as as previously, but uh, that was that's just one of them things. Unfortunately, uh, you won't have heard me otherwise. So yeah, we'll leave it there. Um, and I will see you all again next week to find out what week that was. Until then, thank you and goodbye. Bye. They've gone. Yeah, they've gone. Um, so, yeah, thank you for listening. Um, how long was it? One and three quarters of, uh, yeah, one hour, 45 minutes thereabouts. So uh, thank you very much for uh, watching, and we'll see you all again uh, next time. Um, no, you won't. You'll hear me again next time. But don't forget, you can watch it uh, on the link um, in the description when it goes up. So uh, take care, look after yourselves, and uh, good night, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you are. Goodbye. <laughs>